Life is going to give you challenges, struggles. It's going to force you to face your fears. Even though these may feel like your worst enemy, in truth, these are actually your greatest allies. My name is Lance Isios. Welcome to the University of Adversity. Class is in session, about to learn a lesson in the game. We embrace the pain, take it and we make some change. Without scarcity, I don't know where I'll be. It's how we learn and now it's your turn. Let's get it. Welcome to the University of Adversity. So we're live. We're live. What's going on? Not too much, you know. <laughs> My day's gotten better. You put me in a better mood, so we're good. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's crazy outside too. Anybody that doesn't know Vancouver, it's been like snowing, yeah. blizzard, and now it's sunny and things are melting, so it's not ideal, but... It's the slush. We'll take it, right? Yeah. So, as always... We end up talking about a lot of good things before we hit record. I always do it. I always go off on tangents before. So I wanted to make sure that we get everything. And what you've been, you just got back from LA. Yes. You go, you're, and you just moved to Vancouver. Yes. What's going on in LA? Oh my God. So much is going on. I was there last month doing a little podcast tour for you guys that are new to me. I also have a podcast, the Mimi B podcast. And I was just there this past weekend as well for another business that I'm involved in, um, which is called the Influencer Academy. It's the world's first ever certified online program um, to help people become, you know, digital entrepreneurs. So that's launching next month. And I'm a partner in that company. And that's a big reason why I'm moving to Vancouver because, you know, I have this big opportunity with these these two guys that I'm working with. So yeah, I'm super pumped about that. Lots going on, but you know, big life changes. I've been living in London, England for four years and I've just kind of made the transition to the West Coast over the past month. <laughs> so everything's very new, but it's good. Wow. Okay. So I want to unpack some of this. Yes. You're obviously you got a lot going on. Yes. You have a you have a pretty crazy background for somebody that's what, you're only twenty three? Yes. You did okay. your research. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I always like to know what's going on, right? So okay. I know you probably told your story a lot of times, but let's let's just give let's peel back a little bit and just give us a little bit of insight into how did you even get into entrepreneurship like you you just said you're working on a company to help influencers yeah well that's just one of the ventures but i'll i'll, I'll do a little short yeah. version of my story yeah. for you new listeners so when i was so i've always wanted more out of life like i've always craved having a really interesting and spectacular life that is anything but average like my fear in life was always to be average for some reason and that side of me was kind of you know submissed for a long time when i was conforming to all these social norms as a teenager you know going through all that hormonal shit like i really went through a big phase in my teenage years where I really didn't like myself, didn't feel confident, didn't feel good about where I was headed in life, like, was just partying a lot, like, wasn't being nice to myself, like, mentally, like, I, I was just really negative, and that was just so not me, mm. and so not that person that I always wanted to be, and that it wasn't really in tune with that side of me that wanted to be everything but average, I was just being average, right, so I went through a phase in my teenage years where I was just not living my truth, I always had that like that, I was my true self until about 12 and then I kind of just like faded away and was just like distracted by life for a while. It was kind of weird. I don't know. I think, I think a lot of teenagers kind of go through that. Yeah, of course. So 
then I went to, so I went to high school, obviously. Then I decided to go to university. Um, I'm from Toronto, so I wanted to go to the farthest university I could in Canada. So I went to Dalhousie in Halifax mm. for a year. And I did what, you know, I thought I was supposed to do. Got to university, did all the partying that first semester. And, you know, was just trying to be cool all the freaking time, caring so much what people thought of me. And then I had this, like, crazy quarter-life crisis epiphany um, after that winter break, that first year of university. I was feeling like shit. I like hated how my body looked because I was partying so much. I hated how I felt because I'm really affected by alcohol and drugs and stuff. Like it just, I'm five foot one, a hundred fucking pounds. I can't swear. Can <laughs> yeah, I swear? Okay. Of course. I'm not. Please fucking swear. Okay. Fuck yes. <laughs> I am not like built to take on outer like. Like I can't. I can't drink a lot. I can't. You know. I, it's just not for me. Anyway, I was doing all those things because I wanted to fit in. And I was just doing the average thing that people mm. did in university, and it just wasn't in line with who I wanted to be. So when I came home that that winter break, I was like, okay, I'm gonna take a break from drinking and partying and just figure out my shit because I just I'm not happy. I'm literally depressed right now. So I went through a phase of not drinking. I went back to school and I decided to kind of just cut out those people in my life that I didn't feel like were my real friends. They're more party friends and I started to spend a lot more time alone because I wasn't going out and I was just for two months going to not drink. And it changed my life because I felt so much clarity mm-hmm. and I around the same time as well read my first personal growth book Uh. and it was like kind of the 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 turn of events like everything happened at the right time and i had this huge life epiphany like i said and i was like oh my god i need to change everything so i decided uh to not go back to to school i decided to start my then blog and i was like i'm gonna be an entrepreneur i hate this place i don't want to be in university i want to do my own thing i want to see extreme success i want to be extraordinary so i'm gonna you know move somewhere crazy next year and i was like okay i'm gonna move to london you know start a blog like i'm just my parents were freaked out they're like what is going on with this girl long story short you know, I didn't really know exactly what I wanted to do in life. I was 18, and when I had to spend the rest of that year in my dorm room in Halifax, it was like a tiny dorm room, like a quarter of the size of this room, mm-hmm. and I decided to lock myself in that room until I figured out what I wanted to do in life, and that's when I kind of had the idea of the blog. I was like, I love to write. I love to connect with people, and that, since then, kind of fast forward five years, that's kind of evolved now into, it used to be an online magazine, and then now it's evolved into this whole brand of living your best life. My whole brand is about, you know, reaching your ultimate potential mentally, physically, in every area of your life. It's about reaching your ultimate potential. So, you know, this is kind of like the very short story. The past five years, I've gone through many ups and downs. I ended up moving to London and got on this TV show. And, you know, there was just so much that kind of went on in my life. Um, And, you know, it's constant growth. I'm not saying that after that one epiphany in university, everything changed. Like, yes, my mentality changed, but I still had to go through so much, you know, mental work um, to, to become this person that I am now. I think the past two years of my life has, have been the most growth I've ever experienced. And I think the biggest thing for me was just getting out of my comfort zone and leaving all those, those people that I knew from my entire life, from my childhood behind to just be like, you don't make me feel good about myself. I'm going to go do my own thing. And it was just like this dramatic thing that yeah. I did and it's been great. So, <laughs> so let's, let's talk about personal development. Cause that yes. gets me very, very yes. excited. So why how the first thing that i find very interesting about you is that you're the age that you just you decided to realize this stuff because most 19 maybe things have changed yeah i'm in my 30s most 19 year olds to 25 year olds don't really go down that road they don't and hearing about your story and hearing 
how much you value personal development is mind-boggling because once you start to peel back the layers, you start to really realize what it does for you. And a lot of people don't realize that until later. Mm -hmm. So what was the, with personal development, why do you think it's, why do you think it's helped you? Like, what are some of the things that, let's maybe look at what you were like when you were 19 or maybe you're in London to now. Like, yeah. What What is the mindset? Like, walk us through that little bit of that journey. It's changed my life. It's It's made me more me. You know, personal development doesn't change who you are. It just, you know, it sheds who you're not. That's my theory yeah. with it. So the more that you do, and as, you know, woo-woo as it, a lot of it is, I like, it. I know I love it too, <laughs> but, you know, I think every single person on earth needs it. Yeah. And the people that do it are the ones that are the happiest, that are the most successful, that live those lives that they always have dreamt of. And whether they call it personal growth or not, it's that inner work and that inner relationship building with yourself, I yeah. think. And, you know, I think I, I see the huge shift and I see the huge shift in other people, you know, that, that haven't gone through the work. It's like, you do not love yourself if you haven't gone through that. If you don't put yourself first and put your own personal uh, needs and development first, then, you know, there's always going to have, like, there's always going to be things in life that just aren't working. And mm -hmm. when you put in that work and start loving yourself and doing things out of love towards yourself and feeling like you deserve certain things and really being your biggest supporter, everything just starts working out in your favor. You're going to, you know, look amazing because you respect yourself enough to go to the gym and eat well and eat amazing food. Like, don't you ever notice that if you're, you know, I don't know about you, but like, like as a girl, like a lot of girls like love to like, you know, overeat sometimes. I don't yeah. know, men probably too. Well, of course. But like, you know, whenever you're in that mindset of like wanting to overeat, like you're not respecting yourself in that moment, right? You're not yeah. feeling like you love your body. You're not, you're not feeling like in tune with like your spiritual self, like everything that you want in life, whether it's the amazing body, the amazing career, the amazing relationship. If you're not in that state of love and peace within yourself, like you're never going to reach any of that. Yeah. No, for sure. And men do it too. Yeah. Like for me personally, my thing is in in the evenings, you know, I'll be able to be dialed in on my nutrition. I'll fast. I'll do all this. Yeah. But then there's those evenings where I'm like, why can't I eat? Like, why? Like I... I found that I emotionally eat. Yeah, same. Like, yes, like it's... <laughs> I know. Like it's, it's like, crazy. But, but this is the thing. It's like food is the hardest addiction <laughs> yeah. to break because we need to eat every day. It's, it's not like we can just go cold turkey. Yeah. But I think it's emotional because for some reason in our lives, maybe it's a society thing, but mm -hmm. like food is linked to pleasure. It's linked yeah. to celebration. It's linked to like having a long day and like relaxing. You know what I mean? Yeah. For some reason. So, you know... I think that's something that I've all I had to work on a lot, and like you know, I, I did it last night too. I was like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna have some well, like yeah. healthy ice cream." But it was just like, "Maybe no." Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. What? See, so what I like to this personal development thing is, is that a lot of people do have that misconception that it's woo woo. But mm -hmm. my next thing is that I was the same until. I started to really under, I wanted to know why. Mm -hmm. And this is something that we have in common too, is mm -hmm. Dr. Joe Dispenza. Oh my God, I'm obsessed. So yeah, I, yeah, he, he's amazing. And at first practicing gratitude and meditating, I was like, okay, I'll do it. There's people that are doing well. I'm willing to listen to them because I'm in a shit position. Mm -hmm. I'm willing to do whatever. Yeah. But then as you start to unpack this stuff and you start to come across people that actually show you why it's working, that's when I, for me, I was like, okay. And then you start to look into the, 
personal growth and spiritual development. And it's not always just this rah-rah stuff. There's different ways Mm -hmm. to attack it. Certain Mm -hmm. people will need different things. And you could be told the same message 10 times, but then one person says it to you in the right way and you're like, ah, Mm -hmm. I get it. It's packaged in a different way. Yeah. That's like if someone reads a book and they're like, it changed my life. And then you read it, you're like, eh, and then vice versa, right? It's just about how things are presented to you and what works for your brain, right? Yeah. But I love Joe Dispenza's work. Like obsessed, obsessed, Mm. obsessed. I'm dying to go to one of his live events, but they're always sold out. (laughs) Yeah. I know. It's crazy. So- what other things like what other what other things are you working on right now as far as growing because yeah no matter what you know in this entrepreneurial journey or wherever you're at there's always you level up there's always going to bring mm-hmm. you think a lot of people think oh i'm going to get here and then things are going to be great no. but no you just level up and you get to your next challenge what are some of the things that you've noticed that you've had to level up to and be like oh shit this i'll is tell like- you the more successful i've become the more problems i have yeah it's like, abs- and I told you before we started recording, I'm like, I've had the longest, most intense and dreadful day because of all the work that I have to do with this, this academy. And it's like, you know, but it's good. I need to be grateful for it. I think the one thing I'm really working on right now is my mentality. Like I go through phases where I'm like epic with my mentality and then knock it in another area of my life and then kind of up and down and all these. I, I don't think that that I don't think that you reach a point and you've made it with personal development too. Like I, I don't think that ever happens. And I've spoken to people so many times, like on my podcast and stuff. And I've heard it from everyone. That's even people that are, you know, worth half a billion dollars and on the Forbes list, like they don't, they don't even feel like they've made it yet. Right. So I think we just need to acknowledge that number one and number two, realize that we're in control of like, I, I feel like I'm in control of my life. Like, I'm 100% responsible for my life. And that's actually the first chapter in this book that changed my life, The Success Principles by Jack Canfield. That's the first personal growth book I read in that university dorm room. Mm. And the first chapter in that book is you're 100% responsible for your life. And that, like, blew my mind. You know, we all kind of know that innately. But when you really think of it, it's like, how often are you making excuses? How often are you acting like the victim? Like, you know, we the second that you stop acting like the victim, is the second that you gain the power to be able to change your life and dictate your life and and also just have that responsibility of knowing that whatever you produce is because of you. So I'm like a firm, firm believer and I am in control of my life. Like, yes, things might come up that I didn't expect, but I'm in control of the outcome. You know, I'm in control of like the overarching picture, you know? So what was your question again? (laughs) Um, I I was just saying like for, you know, as you level up. Yeah. Yeah. What are some struggles? Yeah. New things. So, you know, you nailed it. I mean, it's the more successful you get, the more money, more problems, more, all that stuff, right? You get more responsibilities. Yeah. Right. You start to have more commitments. Then your time becomes an issue. It's like, okay. But, but yeah, at the same time, I like that. How you said, you know, the, the victim mentality, because a lot of people live in that, that state. It's, it's and so bad. You it's have to take, you have to be empowered. And yeah. this is why I started university of adversity in the first place is because people's stories, they get so attached to whatever happened to them. Right. And it's like, poor me, poor me. It's like, no, it's okay to feel bad for a bit, but then you got to like understand, all right, how can I use this as fuel mm-hmm. to get through this shit? Yeah. Like, am I going to just let this define me forever? Or am I yeah. going to fucking use this 
and and power through. And that's what's so important. And the minute you have that switch mm-hmm. is when things start to change. I'm telling you, yeah. every single person that I talk, like this is like the one really big piece of wisdom that I feel like I've truly learned over the past year or two is you need to go through monstrous failure to reach success. Yeah. And I didn't know that at first. You know, at first I was like, oh, la-di-da, like I'll make it happen. But like the past two years I've experienced monstrous failure and I keep going. And I think that's why I've seen the success that I have the past, you know, my success has only really come the past year, Mm. past 12 months. And that's because of that constant hustle and grind like yes before that i did that tv show and it was great but i mean like real success like i don't consider that success Mm. i don't ever want to be known as that girl that was on that show you know and it's all fake anyways so get at me i probably (laughs) contractually can't say that but i don't care you guys fucked me over so anyway um (laughs) don't live in the uk anymore you can't hunt me down um anyway so What I was going to say is that you need to try so many different things. As an entrepreneur, you're constantly coming up with new ideas. The amount of things that I've started, you know, paid a graphic designer to like brand everything and all this stuff. And I'm about to start and then something freaking pivots and I have to throw that all away. The amount of times that I've recorded podcasts that I've deleted and the amount of times that like you just have to keep going. It's like, you know, you can't even dread it. Like you just have to keep going, try to learn from your mistakes and and keep it up. But there are so many things that I've tried that have failed, like really big things that I've my life. Life would be totally different now if it worked out but i'm glad that i am where i am right now because the three main focuses in my career for this year are really driving me and i'm really excited about them the first one's my podcast yeah um it's growing like crazy which is amazing and i'm super excited to be on the west coast now because i can you know go to la and just film a few uh interviews there and like you know i have my podcast agent and manager now and i'm so happy with that so my podcast um the influencer academy is another huge focus you know it's it's a huge project you know the the two guys behind this have built canada's largest education company for profit so you know they're super super big in the industry and i'm just so lucky to be involved and i you know i think everything happens for a reason and i met one of the guys in a random way through another collaboration i was doing and i just i'm so and when that first started i didn't realize it was going to be so big and this has evolved into being probably the biggest moneymaker um i've ever experienced so you know and not even that just like a passion i've always liked you know, I, I like modern education. I don't like traditional education as much. So this is kind of like bridging the gap between the two. And we have some pretty incredible people um, on board. Like we have Amanda Cerny as our brand ambassador. She has one of the biggest followings in the influencer space, like 45 million on all of her channels. Um, we like we're, we're constantly, you know, I was just in LA this weekend meeting with some epic talent as well. Like we're getting them all on board. And, you know, it's just such a it's such a cool thing seeing a business start from scratch and learning from really incredible people. I think that's the biggest thing as well. Like, you know, these two guys that, that co-founded it, I really look up to. And I think, um, you know, they've been in business forever. They're investors. They, 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 they've created many different companies. Like, I just feel like learning is my thing this, this past year. And that's why I feel like I've done so much because I'm constantly learning and, um, also putting myself out there before I feel like I'm ready. That's another huge thing. Like I, I always, say yes and then figure it out afterwards you know what i mean like that's that's something i've been good at um and i've been able to pull it off so far so you know i have my podcast the influencer academy and then the third thing i'm developing um called the mimi method it's like it's gonna be a subscription like fitness health wellness app so that's mm. gonna come out in the next few months so i'm super excited about that all right so 
how the hell are you juggling all this stuff? I am not. I'm just, so, you know, I'm just prioritizing every day. I look at my emails. I'm like, oh, I can wait another day. I'm looking for an assistant right now, but it's right. just, I'm, it's me. I'm coffee. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah. Because, you know, you can only put your focus into so much I at know. one time, right? I know. But that's the challenge. That's 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 the journey, mm-hmm. right? That's the medicine that you're you need on your journey to realize. And you'll you'll go through that. It'll be hard yeah. days. Yeah. But I mean, I have to drop things sometimes. I've yeah. already had to drop things that I've also yeah. wanted to do. So that's why I'm like, okay, three things this year. Yeah. That's all, right? Yeah. And for a lot of people, that's a lot. But for me, it's like I still have so many things I want to do. I want to do my morning routine journals. I've been wanting to get those developed for so long. I want to, you know, do my my e-commerce site that I was literally in the middle of developing, and then this influencer academy thing came up. So I was like. I have to prioritize so you know it's just really deciding on what you're going to focus on that day and what I'm a theme for me for 2020 is delegating like I haven't been able to do that very well recently the past few years and I'm just doing it now I'm like you know what just do it but it's annoying when people can't do the work as well as you yeah (laughs) because I hate when people aren't good workers and it's so hard to find a good worker people don't give a shit you know so that's something that I'm trying to figure out but Other than that, you know, it's just got to keep going, keep going, keep going and work on my mindset. That's something I feel like I've left, um, you know, on the sidelines a little bit the past few weeks for sure, because I've been so busy. You can definitely notice it too, right? When you're off, it's like, I know I didn't meditate today or like, once you get in tune, you're like, oh man, I know exactly what's happening right now. (laughs) I know. It's like, I know what I should do and I don't do it. And it's like, oh, so this morning I didn't meditate. It really was a bad start to my day. Yeah. And my day just kept getting more and more stressful. I was literally at the office before this and yeah. I was like on a call and there was so much we had to do it. My eye was like twitching and I was like, what? I was, yeah. <laughs> wow. It was intense. It's and I was crazy. like, Mimi, relax. And I was like, yeah. okay, we're going to do this, this and this. It was so funny. Actually, my, the guy that we're working with, he was like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> what? Let's, can I, can, yes. are you able to talk about the Influencer Academy more? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's uh, is it the academy for influencers why do they need that like this is this well think is about it this is actually the first time i've, I've pretty i've gone yeah. in depth with this um, i know that's why i publicly. was like i yeah. want to make sure that you're okay to talk about it because if am. you can't no i i am let's dive in i'd love I, to i'm a partner it. in the company so it's you know it's not like i'm i i you know we're we're allowed to talk about it yeah, now cool. and we're launching in about five weeks mm. February 19th is the the launch date, Uh, you know, could always change, but that's our goal right now. Um, But yeah, we've been working on this for a year, you know, the guys behind it, Dan and Randy, they're they're both like I said, they they help build Canada's largest uh, education company for profit. So they have a lot of experience in education. They wanted to get into more of like the emerging market sector because that's obviously huge and on trend. Education is is really big at the moment, especially because it's a lot online. Mm. So they. Um, you know, Dan has a 14-year-old, and she was like, I want to be an influencer when I grow up. So he got inspired by that idea. He knew me from this other project we were involved in, and he was like, hey, you know, like, we're creating this um, influencer program. Um, you know, it's it's an emerging market. Do you want to be involved? And I was like, yeah. So long story short, ended up getting involved. The curriculum's created by PhD that has um, created courses for, like, Oxford University. So it's, wow. like, really top-notch quality. And then we have, throughout the program, embedded uh, videos from influencers talking about the certain topics and then we have um you know i'm going to portland next week to film the curriculum videos as well with another uh influencer so it's like you know the content itself the text is phd written and the the structure is phd written but then the video content is all by influencers talking about their personal stories and 
you know, how uh, this is important in branding or how, you know, your target, like just everything in the program, we have like individual influencers kind of, you know, touching on all those topics. So it's kind of like a marketplace. It's like a hub of influencers that already exist that are kind of teaching people that want to grow a following online and want to build a business online to do that. And it's accessible. It's really low cost compared to university programs it takes 45 hours to complete so a semester part-time a month full-time it is really really robust and incredible and the content itself is fabulous and um yeah you know being an influencer is on the rise and so many people didn't see it as a real real career path for so long and you know i think everyone just rejected that and we're kind of like no it's not there's no longevity there but there is and more and more there is and, and more and more people are wanting to grow following online not just to you know be a hot girl post Posting selfies, no, to make an impact, yeah. to promote their book, to promote their in interior design uh, company, to promote like anything. Every single person wants to grow a following online. There was actually recently a Bloomberg statistic that came out. Apparently, eighty-six percent of people aged thirteen to thirty-eight want to grow a following online, mm. and there's no certified program on how to do that. How absurd is that? So we created this because that's there's awesome. a gap in the market and there's a need for it. And yeah, it's been incredible. Well, that's the direction we're going, right? Yeah. It's kind of like, I don't want to say like, it's like a new age celebrity, but you can actually become somebody if you add value, not just from like getting lucky with an agent or something yeah. like that, right? Yeah. Like there's a lot of times where there was probably a lot of people that had a lot of value but it's a numbers game in the old school. Yeah. Now nowadays with the phone and yeah. in the internet, if you have value and you know you 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 help people, chances are you can you can you can get cut through the noise, right? Anyone can grow a following online. Yeah. If you have a phone and you have, you know, dedication and you know how to do it, you know the the tools that have worked and you have persistence and you're organized and diligent, like anyone can do it and it will help you in any area of your mm -hmm. life. Like I'm telling you, business deals that aren't even related to social media uh, come to me because of people seeing how I am and how I act and what I'm involved in. Like it's just you connecting with more people. It's yeah. not you posting you don't even need to call yourself an influencer. The Influencer Academy, the name is is very general because I think everyone's an influencer. You know, even if you have five followers, you're an influencer to those five people. But mm -hmm. I think on a bigger scale, if you want to influence more people and gain a bigger you know, audience and, and connect with more people, it's just going to help you in every area of your life. You know, you can share your story. If you had like an eating disorder, you can share it with girls and help them. Like I've personally gotten so many messages from girls being like, you know, your podcast has helped me get out of depression. Your podcast or your mm. videos or whatever have, have literally helped me in the darkest of times. Like you have no idea what impact you've had on me. Like I know you're probably just going to see this DM and scroll through it, but like you have no idea. Mm. And I get those every day and it literally makes me so like it fulfills me in a way that follower count money like that shit doesn't doesn't even ever compare to you know it's yeah. that fulfillment of being able to actually impact lives in a positive way and i think anyone has that ability you don't need to be a, a motivational mm -hmm. speaker you can even just share your favorite healthy recipes yeah. and it'll inspire the world to eat healthier like you just anything right yeah uh, that feeling of when you get that message, like, hey, I really love that. I really, that really helped me get through this or whatever. That's the best feeling ever. Yeah. Like yeah. one person saying that or, and then you, you don't actually, I know for me, like I didn't realize that 
that affects people. You know, sometimes you're like, oh, no one really cares. Like in the mm-hmm. beginning, I'm like, no one really cares. They do. People care. Yeah. And and it's really amazing because like that is where that's where the gold is is hearing that. And then you feel like you've made an impact. Yeah. And that is what it's all about. Yeah. Right? Is that whatever you're doing, it's got to bring fulfillment. That's the problem is so many people are doing shit that doesn't fulfill them. Mm-hmm. And then they realize that they got the money, they got the car, the house, the boat, but now what? Yep. Right? And, and I think as an influencer, you can make the money and be exactly. fulfilled by helping the world. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And like it's it's both together that that make it so powerful. Well, that's the thing is that's important. And so what would you say then from your experience? Because you've obviously you've done some good stuff so far. What would you say is the biggest thing for somebody out there listening that has, who has that, that's on the radar, that influencer word or whatever they, what do you think is the biggest thing that they can bring to, to the table, so to speak, to Mm -hmm. be able to get going? Like, what is the most valuable part of a, like, what's the most valuable asset in that? That's such a good question. There's, cause there's so many different things and also depends on what you want to do, right? Like, be there's not one path of becoming an influencer and, and gaining a following online because you know so many people have done it in different ways mm. and you know for me i gained my initial following with that tv show and then i did my podcast like there's just so many different routes so what i love about this program is that you know there are so many different influencers their videos embedded within the program to kind of tell you how they did it and like you can kind of just navigate through that and kind of see what you relate to the most but i think personally the biggest thing in my opinion which might not be the right one but in my opinion the biggest most important thing if you want to grow a following online is create amazing content and post consistently Mm. and don't give up and that's the biggest thing this just goes back to life in general whatever career path you want to take it's like if you give up because you're not seeing instant gratification you're just never gonna win because instant gratification is for losers like you have to be in it for the long game. The compound effect is the most powerful force on earth. You know, like you need to keep hustling and pushing. And like, let's, for example, my podcast, I started it a year and a half ago. I started it for fun. Didn't think it would amount to anything. Mm -hmm. I've just been consistent with it. Recently I've looked and I've looked back and I'm like, Oh my God, I've done 150 episodes. I've interviewed some of the biggest names that I've looked up to. Yeah. And I didn't even realize it till I looked back and I'm like, that was only a year and a half ago that I started that in my bedroom. Like, you know, I, I, that's just crazy. And now I'm earning from it. Like I never thought that could be possible, but just that consistency aspect with anything in life with, you know, body relationships, career, all of it. Consistency is key. Yeah. That's so true. And yeah, just being real, right? Yeah. Like be you. Yeah. I know that saying gets thrown around, but like you're a unique human. Yeah. Like everybody's unique. But people are so scared yeah. to be that 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 person for mm-hmm. some reason. Because whatever kind of program we had growing up, you box yourself into yeah. this this person. So everything I do aligns with this and the people I hang out with. Mm-hmm. And and you you push your real true self most of the time. Most of us have done it under the rug because yeah. oh no one's I'm scared. I don't want to. I don't want to be myself. It's kind of a like survival yeah. mechanism, like in our primal kind of genes. We want to fit in and be. You don't want. We don't want to stand out and do anything risky because yeah. risk is death. You know, like <laughs> yeah. that's literally how our brains that's are. That's exactly of, what it yeah. is. Yeah. So, but but that's not real life now. You no. know, in today's age, it's like put yourself out there and reap the benefits because you stand out. Yeah. And you know, take risks 
calculated intelligent risks and you'll see more success because you're putting yourself out there and you're doing something different you know people are rewarded for being different mm-hmm. in a good way right. you know like you if you want to just fit in with the crowd and keep doing what everyone else is doing and you know then that's your life and wake up one morning when you're 80 years old and look back and be like oh I didn't reach my potential at all. Fuck. All right. Yeah. My life's done. That's it. I wasted. You wasted. That's my biggest fear in life. Wasting my one opportunity at life. You yeah. know, you know, we, it's so rare for someone like, think about how, how everything had to fall into place for you to be here right now. Yeah. You know, your parents would have had to meet at that exact time. They would have had to, you know, have sex at that exact time. They would have had to, you know, all these things that you as like a egg and sperm and your mom's body, like it would have had to, everything would have had to fall into place at this exact moment in time. The likelihood of you being alive right now is one in 400 trillion. And like, how dare I be average? You know what I mean? Like how fucking dare I? Yeah, the odds of you being a human. Yeah. It's like, why would you... And being in the place, and plus being in the place that we're at now. We're living in Canada, you know? Like, yeah. we're we're successful. Like, how lucky are we? Yeah. Like, how dare I? Yeah. You no, know? For sure. So that's kind of how I think. And don't get me wrong, I'm not like this all the time. I definitely have moments of, of just, like, not being motivated and not feeling good about myself. Like, literally... You're human. I'm human, but yeah. my big theory... Yeah is the bounce back rate. Yes. So I've, I've spoken about this. So I came up with this term randomly like a few months ago and it basically bounce back rate means that perfection isn't the goal anymore. It used to be for me, but it never really worked. And I would just be really hard on myself and like hate myself if I wasn't perfect. So mm. I realized it's less about perfection. It's more about your bounce back rate. Yeah. So your bounce back rate is how quickly can you get back into your epic, amazing superwoman state or superman state after falling off the bandwagon? Is it an hour? Is it four days? Is it a week? You know, when I used to be, you know, a bit less advanced in my personal development when I was going through that kind of hard time in my teenage years, it would be months. I would never, I'd peek into my amazing self once in every couple months. You know what I mean? Mm. And then I'd go back to my like lame negative self. So how quickly when you get to that, when you experience that amazing you, which I, I hope it's not, you know, that inconsistent. Like I hope it wasn't like me. I think a lot more people are happier um, than I used to be. So, you know, how quickly can you bounce back into that awesome mentality? How quickly can you say, you know what? I'm going to stop thinking this way. I'm going to go back to who I want to be because it's just not worth it. It's like if you have one cookie, that mentality of a human being of being like, oh, I had one. I might as well eat the entire box and start again on Monday. That mentality is what's going to kill you. Mm-hmm. That mentality of all or nothing like, oh, I might as well just fuck up this whole week and sleep in every morning and start on Monday or start on January 1st. Like that mentality is what's going to make you never successful. The mentality you need to adapt if you want to be successful in any area of your life, if you want to be happy, is just be like, oh, you know what? I'm going to start, I'm going to start fresh right now, right now, not in an hour, not whatever. It's like, oh, I'm realizing that I need to switch my mentality because I'm not happy. I'm going to change right now. Hmm. You know, it's not like the Monday thing because I used to do that so much. I do it all the time. I still catch myself thinking that. Mm-hmm. I, literally. Like, but you have to, because your bounce back rate is the most important thing ever. Because the faster it gets, the more unstoppable you become. Yeah, it's it's so true. Because that's, again, you're playing, you're sitting in that victim role yeah. for too long. And I, I'm a firm believer now after experiencing a lot of shit in my life, you know, breakups and losing people and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. It's okay to be there for to feel it mm-hmm. you got to feel it 
but then you got to know when it's time to move on. And you're right, like to be able to bounce back because you're not doing yourself any good sitting in that spot Mm -hmm. for longer than you need to. Yeah, but listen, and I am a firm believer everyone needs to have like your relaxation time and like kind of more of like a, you know chill have a bath listen to like music or do a meditation like i need that kind of side to uh, to me like Mm. i need that every day because it keeps me balanced but for example you know if you go through a huge breakup like instead of like you know going to the club and getting fucked up off your mind for like three weeks straight maybe practice self-love in a way that's more sustainable Mm. like going on a long walk and like going on a retreat or getting a massage or like just doing those acts of self-care i think there are two different kind of routes you can take when you feel like you need that thing or you Mm. need to just release and let go and i used to and i still sometimes go the other route the the bad route where it's like oh fuck it i just won't work out today i won't do this right so it's just deciding which which ways to recharge i think as well is part of the bounce back rate yeah, and nothing good comes out of that other stuff. No. Going and partying. Like I I did it opposite when I got out of my relationship about seven months ago, I went and just I doubled down on the meditation and the nature mm-hmm. thing. I heard about it. I was kinda like, All right, I'm in this situation now. It's not ideal, but like let's go and just try and really feel it and then mm-hmm. it was the best thing. Normally the old me would have gone out and party. Yeah and drank and then you feel worse and then you're digging Uh yourself out of this shitty feeling all the time yeah and it just doesn't make any sense because all you're doing is covering it up with a Mm band-aid and you're making it worse yeah right yeah and it's just it's it's so true and but the thing is is so many people want to self-sabotage themselves because they feel that that's going to be the remedy but it never is yeah right it's not it's not that's good for you though that's really commendable like just being able to do that because a lot of people in that hard place go to what yeah. they know ha- has always yeah. been there for them in the past right but we you can't do that unless that you have the tools right yeah and that's nobody gave me those i just realized i had them in myself right to, like doing the personal development and mm-hmm. i mean that is super important and when real life situations come up which they will mm-hmm. business life you will be able to navigate through better than the next person because you're like oh okay this is what the personal development is helping me with mm-hmm. you may not realize it but you actually can navigate through that situation a lot better than yeah. let's say the person that didn't have those tools before yeah right yeah absolutely and you know i think a lot of personal development has to do well for me at least and this has really worked for me some people don't agree with it but i'm a firm believer in like faking it till you make it mm-hmm. and it's like not in the sense of acting like you're something that you're not it's more in the sense of just acting as if you're who you already want to be so for example you know if i was feeling kind of down today and like not talkative and not confident today and i came here and i'm and i'm thinking to myself like i have two options i can be that bubbly amazing self that i know i can be and maybe it's an act at first but then i kind of end up becoming it and that's kind of what happened today i was in a shitty mood i was not feeling confident i'm literally on my period i'm just like ugh, like i'm (laughs) shitty like i'm just like ugh right now and i came in here and i was like no i'm gonna be that great Mimi that I that I can be sorry TMI but like you know whatever um so I just I, I put on that act and now I'm already embodying it because yeah. it's like acting as if that's how I feel as well with like business meetings like I literally if I'm not in the mood and I know I need to go in there and and get an outcome I'll literally look at myself and I'll do like I'll, I'll sit up straight because that instantly changes your mood yeah posture always in- instantly changes your mood it's your physiology it's like the quickest way yeah. your brain can change right so um you know i'll do 
that and I'll be like, okay, this is what I'm gonna gonna get out of this meeting. This is what I'm like. This is like I just have to do this, and I push myself, and I'm like, this is who I'm gonna be, and I completely change my state, and yeah. I'm like, you know what? I can go right back to my negative, annoyed, sad self when we leave, you know, and then I end up not going there because I'm already acting as if like the first, the best way to just change your state is by acting like mm-hmm. you're where you want to be where like you're you're in that mentality of someone that you want to be right now yeah and i'm not saying act as if in the sense like you can promise to go you know build an airplane and not be able to do it you know i'm not like not, nothing like that more just like act like your best higher self yeah. essentially that's it and i love that meditation the joe dispenza mm-hmm. meditation i haven't done as the meditations morning. yet oh my god you to. need to i have to yeah. i got my friend jared hooked on them and i was going to his retreat in spain um you you have to yeah they're so good the morning meditation is like i i get something new out of it every single time mm. i do it and i do it you know six out of seven mornings yeah and um it, it changes my life you literally i get goosebumps when i do it like mm. and i feel like i'm floating the entire time he you like feel like your energy field around you it's the craziest thing mm. and it literally changes your state so intensely and it you visualize who you want to be throughout the entire meditation and visualize who you don't want to be and visual like it, it's constant visualization and you wake up from that meditation being that person. It's actually insane. You need to get it. Yeah. Meditation has been such a cool journey. You know, I've tried the apps, I've tried all that, mm-hmm. but now I really just love silence. Yeah. Like I just, I don't know I'm not what there it yet. is. <laughs> no, it's but some days, some days that I prefer music, but it's funny because some people get so bent out of shape that, when they're doing it, they want some sort of magic to fall out of the sky. And it's like, you're going to get irritated, mm-hmm. just like in life, and to be able mm-hmm. to sit through that. And yeah, I, I've been meaning to do that, actually. I've just, for some reason, I don't know why I haven't listened to his meditations. It's I like highly a great, recommend it's a great, it. Yeah. I highly wow. recommend it. It's so good. And I do his walking meditations sometimes. It's like, if I go walk through the park, it's like an hour-long walking meditation. Amazing. You're walking towards the person you want to be. It's like the best thing. I love it. Um, so yeah, highly recommend that. That's what I love to do. I also do like a really intense morning routine in the morning. I don't know about you, but I like love yeah. morning routines. Yeah. Um, an ideal day would be me waking up at like 5.30, 5.45 in the morning, um, you know, drinking water putting coffee on (laughs) and then like doing my journaling and like going over my entire day and like going over my goals and just like intensely journaling. And by the way, not looking at your phone for an hour before the worst. Yeah. It's It's the worst. You need to, when I'm like in my best self place, I'm not looking at my phone an hour before bed and an hour after I wake up. Mm. So I do my journaling. I do like a a whole intense kind of thing there. And then I meditate and then I go to the gym. That's like my ideal morning. Mm. And if I start my day like that, I can take on anything. Yeah. It's so crazy. We know these things. We still don't do it every day. Oh my God. The fucking phone every day. I'm like, okay, it's airplane mode until I get my shit done. Meditation, gratitude, goals, all that. But then I'm like, oh. What if this person texted me? Oh, and you get like anxious. Some of my team is on, is three hours in Ontario. One of my team is in, in Ontario. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm like, shit, like maybe I need to like, yeah. you know, but it's, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, you have to, and the days that you do that are the days of the, just work out the best, I know. you know, and know. before bed too, man, oh I find God. it so hard to meditate and read sometimes before bed. Cause I'm like probably from too much phone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm addicted to, te- to technology. It's <laughs> yeah. really bad. I'm working yeah. on it. Like it's so difficult. Yeah. 
Like, and then you just get into like this mindless place. And this is like my, another theory of mine. It's like the less mind, the less mindless that I am, the happier that I am. Yeah. So the less numbed out that I am, the happier that I am, the more intention that I have towards oh, life, so the happier, true. you know, and think what, what things numb you out overeating over technology <laughs> so you know like just feeling negative like you just feel numbed out like yeah. stupid yeah. and like when i'm doing the opposite when i'm like you know i feel super crystal clear when i'm like fasting or something mm. and like i actually feel like my best self when i'm fasting because it's like i feel so clear i'm focused you know food always feels like like if it's good quality food obviously it doesn't numb me out but like i honestly feel like my best when like and i do fasting every day as well like when i have had just a coffee on an empty stomach i'm like let's you're fucking speaking my go. language here. You're speaking my language here <laughs> yeah yeah so, it's crazy yeah. the clarity that you can yeah get. i know and you're like well, i don't want to eat right now i'm like so dialed in yeah and then you like, eat oh. you're like oh i'm a bit tired now because think about it your yeah. body when you yeah. consume food its first priority mm-hmm. is to digest that food in your stomach totally. right you know, you don't, you're not in a state of renewal. Obviously, yeah. you know what autophagy is. Yeah. Like your body is in that autophagy state when it's fasting, yeah. which means that it's like fixing up all the other parts of your body that it can now pay attention to because it's not focusing on digesting the food and absorbing those nutrients in your stomach. So when you're in autophagy, you're like in this amazing state where your body can literally go hunt for like the, the cells that need to die off, that need to be recycled. That like, you know, it just yeah. kind of fixes things. Yeah. And I just feel super mentally clear when that's happening because you know you're you're light you're Mm, light and i think the lighter that you are you know the the more clear you are and obviously we need to eat to feel Mm. ourselves but i really think as a culture we just eat way too much and way too often like it shouldn't be something that we do um every two hours and Mm. you know like the food that we eat as a society is disgusting it's not even food you know Mm. so and i think that affects a lot of people's um mental health me personally, if I eat food that's bad for me, I I genuinely feel depressed the next day. Me too. Like it just affects, and you you don't know how good you can feel until you feel it. Yeah. So for so long, I bet you feel the same. Like we just eat like normal people, and then it's like, oh, oh I yeah. am I depressed because I feel like crazy. this is every day. Not everybody is that in tune either. Yeah. Like, some people are like I could eat whatever and feel fine. I'm like yeah, but imagine how great you'd perform if you. It's like the it's like these like NBA players or NHL players. Like if they can perform like that eating like McDonald's and crap, imagine what they could do. Like it's some people insane. are just gifted that way. But for myself, if I was to meet you now, yeah, and then I was to meet you tomorrow, and I eat like pizza, McDonald's, yeah. all the shit, I would be a different person. Same. My vibe, I would just be like depressed. I wouldn't have confidence. No. And I always know when there's something funny going on in the food. I'm always yeah. like, I'm always like, fuck. And I've said, it, and people are like, you're just like, I don't know. I'm too sensitive to yeah. it, but I, I become in tune with it because you got to listen to your body. Yeah. And 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 that's amazing that you say that because. A lot of people aren't that mm-hmm. adapt to it. And no. you can literally control how you feel if you want. It's crazy. Yeah. You don't realize how good you can feel until you do that. Yeah. Like, it's it's absurd. Yeah. The people that eat crap all day long or processed food every single day, it's like you, you have no idea how you can feel. Mm. You have no idea the untapped potential that you have going on. Like, it's, yeah. it's crazy. It's really, really crazy. So, yeah. <laughs> I, um, there's something I wanted to talk about that initially how we connected is that I remember you were talking about people online and just, just haters and rude people. Mm -hmm. And I really wanted to, it's kind of switch directions because I, 
I find I just can't even imagine. First of all, I want to kind of connect the the reality show first. Mm-hmm. And I know you don't like to talk about it too much, but I think talking about this is going to be powerful. So Yeah, I'm I'm an open book. Like Okay, so you built, you know, you were there, you you were on the show. First of all, I wanted to just know, like, what was your takeaway from that? What was a positive takeaway? Yeah. Like, I don't have to talk about, like, how shitty, like, whatever. But, like, you know, what did you learn from there? And as you started to come into this entrepreneurial world, you're going to have people that will probably think of you as that person now that you've transitioned into this new kind of yeah, person, listen, what is that like? I personally don't regret it. I think it was great. I was on it for four seasons. It, like for you guys that don't know, um, it was this like British reality show, kind of like The Hills. Um, but honestly, it, it was a cool experience. Yeah. It got me out of my comfort zone. I got way better on camera. I you know gained confidence in a way. Um, I was really naive when I first started the show. Like, I was just like a young girl, and I was naive and friendly to everyone. And yeah, I definitely learned to be a bit more reserved in a good way. Mm-hmm. And and I'm now like really, I, I I can read people really well. I think. Um, and I'm lucky enough to say that like I was never fully. Connected consumed a lot of people that did the show were like very consumed um but i always had my my separate friends and i never really connected too closely with the people on the show just because i didn't really Mm. feel like their intentions were were there and um that's why you know when i started dating my boyfriend two years ago i was on the show and i quit i was but like because i didn't want him to he came on for like two episodes and i was just like no because it's just not going to be real because oh, wow. your intentions always kind of change when you're on a show like this because you have producers in your ears saying like you know x y and z and all this is why all these people fuck over their friends on reality shows because they're manipulated by the producers to get more airtime to get paid more to like it's just all like this crazy, crazy manipulation so that's why I left when I started dating Ben because I was like, no, this is too important for me. Mm. Um, and I'm also just done with it. So, yeah, the biggest takeaway, I think, was just um, learning how to, you know, embrace that natural um that, that natural kind of like trust that I have within myself, but yet also not being naive because I, I feel like I trust people so easily. Mm. And that's kind of what messed me over at first. Cause they wanted me to play this certain character. And like, you know, they would say like, Oh, you're the strong woman. You're, you're so strong. Like go into the scene being like that strong woman that we need. Cause like, you're so empowering. Mm. That's your brand Mimi, right? Empowering. And I'm like, yeah. And then I go and I'm like the bitch who like you know, cheated on. I'm like, I didn't even date this person. Like it was just literally the, this like whole thing anyway it was it was really interesting to kind of you know learn how it was a sociology freaking test for me and i learned people more and and i kind of i I think i became wiser throughout it and it was great it gave me a great platform but to be honest with you i have lost so many like i'm so happy to say that i've gotten rid of a lot of people that followed me just from that show Mm. like i had when i left the show i probably had like 120,000 followers and before I even started the show I had like 35,000 right so I maybe gained like about 90 or 100,000 through the show and that was two years ago and every single day um if I look at my Instagram insights it's like this week gained 3,000 followers lost 2,800 and it's like I keep losing the followers that I gained back Mm. then and gaining more but the Mm. new ones Mm. so a lot of the people that follow me obviously know me from the show if they're longtime followers but most people don't yeah. because I've I've gained such a different following now. You yeah. see my stats change, and um, 
you know, with my podcast as well, like that's really blown up recently. And I think I have a lot of people that follow me there and they're like, oh, I thought you just always had a podcast. That's how you became, you know, a social media person. And I'm like, okay, you know, so I think, you know, it was great initially to get me started in this whole space. Yeah. Um, but I'm so grateful for the opportunity. Don't get me wrong. But it was also, I do have a little bit of like negativity towards it because of how they, they can treat people. And I just didn't respect that, I guess. But I guess it's showbiz. So, yeah, well, you know. I mean, you're adding value now. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, you, you know... <laughs> That's a great, it's a great thing that you experienced that you learned, yeah. you know, what were the people, this is the thing I'm mm. interested in. Yeah. So being Canadian yes. and you live in the States and you know, yeah. all over how different, how was that adjustment for meeting people over there as opposed to how Canadians are? They think you're so friendly. Like they're, really? they're like, Oh my God, British <laughs> girls. I have like two British friends that are girls. The yeah. rest I'm like, Oh my God, I can't. They're all so like judgy and like, you know, intense and like they'll if i'm like really positive and i walk into the room all bubbly they're like looking you up and down being like who are you you know like <laughs> god like you're so like cringe and i'm just like really? why why can't you just be friendly you know there as a culture i think they're a lot more quiet and judgy mm. um don't get me wrong i'm totally generalizing here i've met yeah. so many british girls um that are not like that and um you know a lot of the girls that follow me from england are not like that and they they definitely see the world in a different way but just generally speaking they're quite negative which yeah. i didn't like um but again you know like there are a lot of things about Canadians that I'm not that into. Yeah, so yeah, it's, just, it's interesting, right? Because they are different. I've lived in Australia and mm-hmm. I just see the differences. And I remember noticing like, man, you're so Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> like there's just certain yeah. things. It's just funny. But okay. So you, you know, obviously not everybody's going to love you, mm-hmm. right? And the bigger fine. you are, the more yeah. hated. Like Grant Cardone yeah. is on the show. He, you know, he talks about it. He's like, nobody hates you. Nobody knows you. Yeah. So how do you, for people listening out there, you know, the woman, businwoman, entrepreneur, business person mm-hmm. in general, how do you deal with the haters? Oh Say you're having God, a shitty yeah. day. You wake up, you're like, all right, I haven't done my morning routine. I haven't had my coffee. Fuck, I'll look at my phone. And uh-huh. you look at it, you're like, Blah, 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 blah. Like how? Walk I can't us even tell that. you that happens more than you think. Um, this no, is such a valuable thing. Yeah, though, it is. We all deal with this shit. I know. Even on a small scale, even yeah. if you don't have Instagram followers, it's like, what if your aunt one day calls you a name or whatever? Like it, people in our lives generally, uh, often if they're unhappy within themselves, they're going to try to project that onto anyone that will listen. Yeah. Because for some weird reason, as human beings, when someone else is put down or in a different position than you in a lower position than you you feel better Mm. because you're comparing yourselves to them that's why you know you're you're a product of your environment you know just to give go off a little bit you know if you hang out with people that are super happy and successful you're naturally going to match that vibration and be happy and successful in your own right Mm -hmm. because that's who they are but if you're in a room full of people that are doing really a lot worse than you and you know aren't very happy and are broke and in debt you know you're going to feel like you're going to end up kind of maybe even following those footsteps because of the norm. You're an average of the five people that you surround yourself with most, right? So what I try to do generally is not surround myself with anyone who doesn't make me feel great about myself. So that's my way of kind of, um, you know, getting rid of negativity in my personal life, but online it's hard because it's like, I can't control that. So what I do is I just feel compassion for those people. I try my best to feel compassion. If I see a negative comment, I'll usually block the person because usually people that 
you know, write something mean will write something mean again. Mm. Um, and I just think to myself, like, wow, Mimi, if this is going to work me up, it's because there's something internally that I can actually, like, is there something in this message that I believe internally or that I'm insecure about? Because that's why those things are the ones that really hurt me the most. Like, if someone wrote me a hate message and they were like, you know, you have really blonde hair or like something random that I obviously didn't believe as the truth or like you're too tall. Like I hate how tall you are. Like I don't believe that as the truth because I'm really short, you know, <laughs> it wouldn't affect me because yeah. it's not a belief in uh, my mind. Right. But then if someone's, you know, I have a friend that's really tall and sometimes she's insecure about how tall she is because she can't find a guy like that, you know, anyway, if someone messaged that to her, she'd be really insecure about it. So it's about perception a lot of the time. So if, if someone says like, I hate, your eyes i don't give a shit i like my eyes i'm confident about those mm, you know i love uh, the color of my eyes but if someone said um your thighs look fat i'd be like fuck you <laughs> you yeah, know yeah. so th like i guess things like that um but you know all to say if you can just remember that what people say about you says so much more about them than it says about you i think that's the biggest thing the biggest lesson to be learned with yeah. haters and whether that's someone online or in person like if someone's trying to make you feel bad about yourself i think have confidence enough to not online because just ignore the haters online because they're just trash but in person if like if it's something someone that you respect like your sister or something that says something rude to you it's like what i personally do if i'm confronted with that in person i'll be like Wait, wait, what did you just say? And I get them to repeat it. And usually when they yeah. get, when they want to repeat it, they kind of realize how bitchy it was. Like usually it's a sly comment that you kind of just say and then you feel about, you forget about it. Yeah. But if it's something, you know, I, I ask them to repeat it and then usually they're like, oh, but I didn't mean that. I'm like, okay, but you know that you're being rude right now. Like yeah. just kind of like, I guess, look it in the eye and be like, what are you doing? You know, are yeah. you happy right now? Like what's going on? Yeah. So I think have enough confidence to do that. Um, but just ignore it at the end of the day for the most part. How, how are you so self-aware? Like, I fucking wish I was at 23. Like, how did you... I just, it just blows my mind. Because there's not many people yeah. that are this self-aware at 23. Thank you. Like, it's, it's makes crazy. makes me happy to hear. It's crazy, though. I mean, I... I don't feel like I'm 23. I've yeah. been through a lot, and I've done a lot, and I've gone through so much growth. Like, I feel yeah. like my brain, for the past three years, is just on the brink of explosion because I've just been going above and beyond, um, you know, trying so many different new things, moving around so much. I think traveling at such yeah. a young age, living in a different country at such a young age, brought out that that part of me that needed to kind of grow up, like that maturity aspect of me. Um, and... You know, also, I'm a product of my environment. I don't have many friends that are my age. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, but I'm not attracted to being friends with people my age for the most part. I definitely have a handful for sure. But, you know, one of my best friends is 27. Another one of my good friends is like 39. Like my boyfriend's 28, which is five years older than me. Like I feel like I just, that's a good I'm range. around that's people. That's a good range for a couple, I think, five yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, men are mentally, mm -hmm. you know, 10 years more yeah. mature than women. So. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Yeah, exactly. But no, listen, like I feel like it's mostly my environment that has affected me and I push myself out of my comfort zone. I don't, I think it's a decision at the end of the day, like how you speak and how you hold yourself and things that you do, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, I would never imagine five years ago you telling me that I'd be, you know, going to LA this past weekend, like with a business partner of this amazing, huge multi-million dollar company, like all these things and going to, you know, flying business class, going to meetings with people that are like, you know, involved in X, Y, and Z. And it's like, holy shit, I'm, I was doing this. Like, this is so cool. Cause I guess my 
personality in a sense has kind of driven me there because I've had the confidence I've taken the risk I have acted as if when I need when I needed to and I have that innate belief that like I can literally just do anything in the world, right? Mm. So people want to work with me and be around me and do all these things. So I don't know if that answers your question, but I think it's environment. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, um, I, I love this. I don't even, I haven't even know where the time is. I just like, I think we're at an hour. We're at an hour. My phone. Okay. I'm like, I'm so used to having my like computer mm-hmm. screen in front of me. I love that went this by stuff. so quickly. It's so, it always does. I want to make sure we cover your podcast though. I want to make sure a little bit, yeah. I want to talk about this more for, for the people out there, maybe thinking about starting one or they, whatever, whatever part of the journey they're on with their business or whatever, talk, walk us through, because I talk about mine all the time and mm-hmm. I get sick of hearing myself. Walk us through how important a podcast is for somebody and, yeah. and what has it done for you? And maybe oh my God. another lo- yes. another question to load up the question: Who has been the most impactful guest that you? Oh, had? oh my God! There's so many. I know, right? There's I could ask that. So like, many. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll start with the guest question. Um, Robin Sharma was like yeah. next level because I interviewed him at a time where I just read his book and I was like just obsessed with the 5 a.m. club and just like he his theories on life are just so incredible and I really love him as a person so him coming on the show is really big I was so nervous for that one I don't usually get nervous anymore um but then this my friend uh, Catherine's and Kina she her Instagram is like manifestation babe I loved our episode I think it was episode 101 um that was probably the most impactful for a lot of people's lives it was just talking about living like just a lot of stuff that we've kind of touched on like living your best life like how to you know use the law of attraction but it was just really incredible for, mm. for an episode um went deep and another one Ed Milet is coming out soon he is amazing and just that was such yeah. an epic episode epic epic epi- episode he's so inspiring um who else I've had John Asaraf from from The Secret, the movie The Secret on. He was awesome. I've had on um, All the big players. Yeah, big players. Melissa Wood Health was also really good. She's like an Instagrammer, like a mommy blogger that I love. Mm. Um, she's awesome. Just so many amazing guests. I don't. I I can't just say one. Yeah. No. Everyone because, brings something yeah, different, right? Every episode, I'm like, oh, that was the best episode I've ever recorded. I know, right? Um, it gives you like a yeah. high vibrational feeling after. After I'm like flying. Yeah. Exactly. Like, it's amazing. There's some with my mom that were really good. Like. It's just a range. You had a couple, right? You had one for the mag- magazine, or or how? Did, or you switched it, or how did that? Oh, I, ch- I changed the name. Yeah, okay. When I first started, because my blog from when I was eighteen evolved into an online magazine. Right. I have had a lot of evolution throughout my career. So mm-hmm. when I first started the blog, it was like, oh, a fashion blog mm-hmm. it was not my purpose or you know passion at all. So mm-hmm. that quickly evolved into more of like an online magazine for health, fitness, relationships, like love, like all those types of things. And then that evolved. Um, you know, I started the podcast and the magazine still existed and then I kind of let the magazine go and um, you know I wasn't having writers for that anymore and just evolved it into more of the podcast and um, Instagram because there was just too many things to concentrate on so mm. um, yeah the Mimi B podcast started uh, being called the Mimi B magazine podcast but it was just too wordy yeah. so I changed it but mm. um, to answer your other question uh, what the podcast has done for me and I think everyone that is interested in starting a podcast should start one now it is such an incredible thing to have and there are so many reasons for that number one being connecting and meeting new people 
I have literally met the coolest people through podcasting. Mm. Anyone that you look up to, you can literally message and be like, hey, come my podcast. People love talking about themselves. And yes, so many of them will ignore you and say no. Even me, you know, a lot of people do that to me still. Um, but, you know, the people that you do connect with and meet throughout that, that journey is just so amazing. Yeah. The networking aspect of it is kind of why I first started. I wanted to meet more like-minded people. And a lot of people struggle with, you know, the people in their lives not being supportive or on the same wavelength or wanting to be successful like them. And then it's like, okay, start a podcast. Talk to people yeah. that, that are on this on this level. And it doesn't need to be someone famous. Some of my best podcasts have been with people that, you know, like one of my best friends, Tay, mm. our podcasts are always amazing. And she, you know, she's just my best friend. And um, so I think that's the biggest thing. I wouldn't start it for the money because you have to grow a lot before. Mm. Um, I think the biggest thing is consistency, like I said before as well. Like when I first started, I wanted to get I wanted to get up to 50 episodes so quickly. So I was doing three a week. And then, you know, the more you just have to be consistent because you'll look back and it's been a year and a half and you're at like 150 episodes and you're like, whoa, you get really good at it. It's great practice. I'm so good at talking now because of my podcast. Yeah, it's, you, it's great yeah. practice. Yeah. You know, both both you and I, like, we're good talkers. And I'm, I'm sure that it wasn't always that way. Like, for me, for sure it wasn't. You know, I, I remember I actually stumbled upon a video that I recorded of myself when I was, like, 18 when I first moved to London. I actually wanted – this is what I didn't mention. I wanted to get into TV presenting. And it was, like, my big thing. I was, like, I'm, I want to be a presenter so badly. I want my own talk show in the future. So when I first came to London, I was like, – I took a video of myself. Um, this is how I always go above and beyond. I took a video of myself. It took me, like – 30 takes to get the perfect one without any cuts and I got like 30 USB sticks on Amazon 30 envelopes and I literally was going to hand deliver these USB sticks with a video of me presenting myself to the biggest producers in, in London I was going to go hand deliver it to them and then the next day before I started to do that I got Made in Chelsea that TV show and they actually asked me to come on the show a few times and I, I actually said no at first because I was like, I don't want to do reality. It's not me. And then my old agent was like, I'll start representing you right away. If you want to take that show, trust me, it's going to be amazing for your career. She convinced me to do it. So I forgot about, you know, the USB sticks and that presenting kind of stuff, but <laughs> I still definitely, and this is my way of potentially wanting to have a talk show in the future, mm. having my own podcast. Right. So yeah. it's like taking your future into your own hands. Like if you want to do something in this space, just doing it, and being consistent with it and being honest because it's yeah. easy to be your honest, truest self, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's it's a great point. And the thing is, that's good. People always ask me as well, like, how do you how do you get guests? You can leverage once you get a good guest, and you leverage yeah. and you, you you reach out and want to help them in a way, right? Mm -hmm. As well, lead with value. Mm -hmm. And people, you know, I think a lot of times people forget that it's like they get pitched a million times. It's yeah. like you got to like see what you can do for them. And even if you don't have any followers yet, yeah. you can say to them like, listen, like yeah. I'm going to give you the best interview of your life. Then I'm going to put money, my own money behind ads targeted yeah. towards people to follow you and watch this episode. Mm -hmm. You know, you can do things like that and just go above and beyond. And I think a big trick to success is a, obviously not giving up, but B thinking outside the box and literally just going above and beyond mm -hmm. and saying something that you know would thinking about how the other person can benefit i think a lot of the time and being persistent and if people like you they're gonna do favors for you you yeah. know what i mean like that's at the end of the, of the day what it is like i went on this girl's podcast a few months ago and she had no followers and she was just, she wrote me the most amazing email being like you are so like your content was the x y and z it changed my life in this way like my biggest goal ever you inspired me to start my own podcast my biggest goal in the world is to have you on like i know this is far-fetched but do you want to come on i was like yeah let's do 
do it. That's awesome. It was great, you know? So I do things like that for people that obviously show that they are genuine and, you know, that they feel like they want to put the effort in. Yeah. Because I am really busy and I probably, you know was easily not like i get those emails all the time Mm -hmm. um but no it was it was really sweet and i think just being genuine and being honest and you know showing that that someone really has affected your life in a positive way like that feels good right yeah yeah and it's really for me it's almost been like therapy Mm -hmm. like some of the people i talk to like some of the stories you know sometimes we get deep and like I'm like almost like in tears because I'm like oh I cried shit. on the podcast. <laughs> I'm like holy shit! Like you know some go yeah. deeper than others, but some are just like super powerful and in other ways. But yeah, like for myself, even speaking like confidence wise, and mm-hmm. the way I used to speak, saying like like and bunch of crap before. It's I like still you, say like wait. I I do too, but it's <laughs> yeah no it's it's definitely a journey that obviously has helped both of us grow yeah. and i i always say to everybody i'm like if it's something you got to have your objective like if you want to do it as a hobby that's great you just got to be consistent right yep. and if you have a business or whatever i i see it as like such a valuable tool so yep. you know i agree 100 yeah. percent agree it's huge it really is huge and also it you know human beings love connection mm-hmm. and I've done so many episodes like with good friends of mine and I actually feel like our connection is strengthened afterwards because it's like, Oh, when do we ever do this? Like sit down and talk about (laughs) topics in depth. It's usually like, you know, Hey, like let's watch Netflix or or, like, like, let's do this. Yeah. The phone comes out. Yeah. Yeah, This is like, you're forced to be present with a human being for an hour, you know, which is like rare in today's age, even though Mm. it's for social media, like it's, you know, it's special. So I think everyone should, if they, if this is something they think they'd be good at, you know, try it out it doesn't cost a lot of money to start a podcast i learned everything that i knew about starting a podcast on youtube bought my own mic on amazon just did it from my you know from my bed i would sit in my bed in my pjs and record podcasts yeah like that's it and i still do that sometimes so it doesn't need to be intricate (laughs) i wish i could say the same i had to hire somebody to help me because i was hopeless i still do it all most of myself (laughs) all the editing posting yeah i need to delegate but I'm working on it. Anyway, this is such you. a great episode. Yeah, no, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Where where can everybody check you out and yes. find you? So my Instagram is at Mimi Bouchard and my website is MimiB.com, M-I-M-I-B-E-E.com or MimiBouchard.com. And my podcast is the Mimi B podcast, M-I-M-I-B-E-E. Yeah, awesome. We'll yeah. have everything linked in the show notes for you. Thank um, you. I always end it with one staple question. Mm-hmm. It's evolving around all the challenges and adversity and all that good stuff. What is the one lesson that adversity has taught you? Oh my God, that's such a good question. Uh, that is such a good fucking question. I leave the easy ones for the end. Yeah. I honestly think that just in life you can do anything you want and just remembering that whatever struggle you go through whatever hardships you face whatever challenges that step in your way you at the end of the day have control even though you don't think you do sometimes you feel helpless at the end of the day you control the result by your reaction right Mm. so how you take things how you interpret things it it's always that so even in moments of despair and you know not feeling you're lost and feeling like you don't know where to go and you're overwhelmed like we've all been there Mm. just remember that we've all been there and it's just a matter of pushing forward because i don't know if you've ever seen like that it's like there's a meme and it's like you're digging for gold and you're like you're literally yes. one inch away from the gold yes. and then you give up. Yeah. It's like life 
it's constantly about keep keeping like keeping it up keeping your your progress and, and going and you know I, I don't I think if you just stop trying that's when you get depressed that's when you are like if you're not growing you're dying right mm-hmm. so constantly just striving towards something and pivoting if it's not working out or just like really just self reflecting all the time and just having that strengthening that relationship with yourself Mm. constantly and having habits in place to do so right so a strong morning routine where you're not distracted just for you a nighttime routine for you like moments throughout the day that you can just chill and like have a deep breath and be like okay i got this like you're at the end of the day always going to be that person that's there for you no one else you know people you know, you, you lose relationships, you lose people. Like at the end of the day, it's always going to be you and your relationship with yourself is the most important. Yeah. And I think not to like go on a tangent, but I think, you know, <laughs> there are three I love personalities <laughs> and I'd say, okay, there are three parts. There, there are three versions of you. Yeah. Um, the first version is your relationship with yourself, how you see yourself, your internal dialogue, like the truest you. That's like your core you. The second version of you is how like your really, really close friends and family see you and when you connect with someone, how they see you. It's like the second version of you. And the third version of you is how the outside world sees you, right? Mm. And the most important one starts from within and then that leads to the ones with your friends and family. And you know, I think being as close as you can to that truest version of you to the world is the most important. Anyway. Wow. That's it. <laughs> I didn't I I just like winged she's that a, one. She's a wise woman. Thank wow. you. Uh it's impressive. And I'm not just saying that. I actually I'm impressed by your how the knowledge that you have you know, for, I'm not going to say 23 is like really young, but it is young. It's, it's an age that's like, I didn't, I didn't know shit about anything. I thought I did at that age. And I was just like, (laughs) well, you know what? You're lucky you didn't see me on a day where I did my meditation and morning routine because you'd be blown away. (laughs) Amazing. Well, again, thank yes. you so much. Well, I, I look forward to I'm glad we connected. Yeah, come on my Vancouver. podcast. We'll, yeah, we'll do absolutely. it. Absolutely. Well, for yeah. sure. All right, everybody, make sure to check out Mimi Bouchard. She's awesome. She's very real. She's got always, I've, I've, I've listened to her shows. I've watched some of the YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've done my research. I got to work on the YouTube thing. No, I just I like, hired, I just I, hired someone what, to help me. What I like is you're, you're real. <laughs> You're Ugh. a real human. I know, but they're so bad. <laughs> and people can relate. So I appreciate you for showing up like that. Yes. And people appreciate it as well. Thank so, you. Amazing. Right. Mimi Bouchard, everybody.